0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus
1: is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about an important issue today in the state of Ohio when we consider the rule of law and justice Uh, One of the things that we have here in the state of Ohio is the death penalty, and what we have seen over the last few years is that no executions have taken place in the state of Ohio since Governor DeWine has been governor. Now, in fact, uh, as those on death row come up for their time of execution because of the crimes of which they committed, the heinous crimes, um, they're... Executions have been delayed after delay, and of course out of the governor's office is some uh, excuse about the lethal drugs, uh, the cocktail that's used, the company that provides them, and they're not able to get the drugs. Well, we're going to talk about how that's not exactly the truth of the matter, of why there hasn't been any executions. We're going to look over a few numbers here. Actually, since 1976, Ohio has had the death penalty, as the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated in 1976 the death penalty. You know, when we think of the death penalty, of course the concern is whether if somebody is convicted and they're actually innocent or there was circumstantial evidence. As it is today, uh, there is no one that is actually executed uh, over circumstantial evidence. There may be people that are on death row from previous uh, dates of which uh, uh, DNA evidence uh, that is now available was not available then. I personally believe that no one should be executed uh, due to uh, circumstantial evidence, but I do believe in the death penalty. And actually, the Bible's very clear on this, in Genesis 9-6, right?, After Noah and his family got off the ark and God destroyed the first world because of the wickedness of that uh, generation, only eight souls were saved, and as they stepped off uh, of the ark onto Mount Ararat, God spoke these words to them, "...whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man." So, you know, to protect the innocent, God actually instituted the death penalty in the world in which we live today. And it is to be carried out in a very uh, uh, justice of law in a civil way, not by way of retribution or vigilantism, but through the courts and through due process, and we believe in due process without question. But we also believe in the rule of law, and we believe in protecting the innocent, and when heinous crimes are committed, and capital offenses such as mur- murder, exactly, uh, that, that's why the death penalty exists in the states, and Ohio is one of them. Let me give you the numbers over the last number of years. So let's go back to Governor Ted Strickland, who served from 2007 to 2011. That was just for four years. Eighteen executions took place during Governor Strickland's administration. Governor Kasich served uh, the people of Ohio as governor from 2011 to 2019. Eleven executions. Governor DeWine was elected in 2018, and this is now the year 2022. He is running for re-election No executions during his time in office. This has really been a concern of people who work in law enforcement, people who believe that that, uh, the death penalty is a deterrent. And uh, this business coming out of the governor's office, quite honestly, is not being honest with the people of Ohio. If he doesn't believe in the death penalty, then the governor should just say that. And, uh, you know, in fact, why did he run for governor? Because a governor has three things that he can do. He can actually commute a sentence. He can pardon. And the third thing is he can actually refrain from pardoning someone as a pardon is put to him uh, on a stay of execution and allow the execution to go forward. All these governors, previous governors, they had the same thing, the paperwork that came to their desk. But because the prosecutors, the rule of law, And the jury decided that this individual was guilty beyond a shadow of doubt, beyond, you know, no reason uh, to believe that they were innocent, but that they were guilty of the crimes in which they were charged. And the ultimate is, of course, the death penalty. Here to talk with us about the death penalty in Ohio and some of the uh, suggestions he has as to what might remedy the situation as the lethal injection is State Representative Scott Wiggum. Uh, Scott, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Chris. uh, Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Well, thank you, Scott. A few years ago, you actually took this issue up with the governor, and because this debate back and forth, we know the ACLU and the liberal types, and actually there's people right now that are pushing to do away with Ohio's death penalty. There's actually a very false conservative group. They go by uh, concerned conservatives about the death penalty. But when you look at who's backing this group up, it's called a group called Equal Justice USA. They're a far left-wing organization backed by the Southern Poverty Law Center, the ACLU, and George Soros Money. I'm Bet you is behind it as well. Therefore, defunding the police, therefore opening the jails and reducing bail, the same kind of things we see in New York City, and Chicago, L.A., and Minneapolis, and you talk to people in those cities, and we see it on the nightly news, there is no uh, rule of law and law and of order, and I mean, it's just brutal on those streets, and people are vacating those inner cities. Your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, basically, I see this as the continuation of a soft on crime policy, that, policies that have been pushed by the left and accepted by some who may be considered conservatives or Republicans. Um, and, and I think that we need to rethink this and reject uh, the idea that the death penalty needs to go away because the death penalty actually, actually upholds the sancti- sanctity of a human being, upholds the value of a human being, um, and the state has every ability and right to, to do that now. A a good state will do it in a, a due process manner, just as you spoke to. So, yeah, I saw this coming um, when I got to the state house in 2017. Uh, I saw um, underpinning pushes. Not everybody has been vocal about it, uh, but I, I took the issue uh, head on and tried to bring it, bring some attention to it in 2019.
1: Well, that's right. And so, what we've heard in these debates uh, about the lethal injection. Uh, uh concoction or you know whatever the drug is that's used for the lethal injection we no longer obviously use old sparky which was the electric chair uh we don't use the gas chamber yeah i'm not actually a favorite of those either i i do think we ought to maybe bring back uh hangings or the firing squad something that just makes it final Uh, Lethal injection, fine, that's something that was implemented. And now the drug company that was providing it, it got political at that point. There's always something that can be administered to someone. In fact, how often do we see law enforcement hold up on the nightly news that they made a drug bust with fentanyl pouring over our southern border? And uh, they said this is enough fentanyl to kill every single citizen in our city. Well, you know, I think uh, you came up with a remedy a few years ago as a suggestion of how we just might solve the lethal injection um, uh, 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 drug that would use. So, uh, to explain that to our audience.
0: Well, Chris, when you see this, so I know uh, the underpinnings of the push, right? The push to get rid of the death penalty. I see it in Columbus. Um, and I know that most Ohioans don't know that that is going on. Uh, So as that was happening, uh, Governor DeWine at that particular time in 2019 had delayed or pushed off. Um, I don't think he provided full clemency, but he was delaying uh, the death penalty for uh, certain individuals. And he was stating that it was because of uh, that drug companies would not sell their drugs to the state of Ohio if Ohio continued going down that path. Now I don't know if that's ever been proven. I'd like to see uh, see that um, see that kind of information. I do know that Ohio's injection process could be changed and could be changed quite. Quite simply, but the but the bottom line was is that there was concerted effort to get rid of the death penalty, and so what I had suggested, and and as you know, in two thousand nineteen, as now uh, after we've had you know two years of shutdowns on and open borders on our society, you know and have seen the 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 devastating effect of drugs uh, once again in the state of Ohio, but in twenty twenty, it all kind of subsided just a little bit. Uh, It was starting to subside in two thousand nineteen because of a great economy. But uh, so, bottom line is, I brought up the fact that uh, um, that you know we we have seized more fentanyl, or we have seized enough fentanyl to kill Ohioans two and three times over, and um, and so basically what I had said is that why don't we put something in place where we can use seized fentanyl? You don't even have to buy it if you don't want to. <laughs> um, so you know, bottom line, my point was is that this is this is simply an, uh, 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 an excuse uh, that are that are. You know, our our administration is using to not go forward with the death penalty, because I think personally they're against it. Now, that's my personal belief, but they ought to just say it. I don't think it's about the drug concoction. You can change that. If you want to, change the law. If you don't think – if you think the death penalty is too easy to achieve or takes too long to achieve – then you change and reform the law, but you're going to need leadership on that to get those things done. So what I did is I, I offered a, a, a suggestion and a bill that I would, I would put forward using uh, seized fentanyl for, uh, to, to replace any of the other concoctions that we do, uh, that, that we had used. Now, as you know, uh, in fentanyl, fentanyl very small, small amounts were killing, uh, uh, you know, people were dying uh, very quickly. Very quickly. Um, and, and we knew we knew oh, we had a lot of studies on it. And we knew how it worked. So I propose that we use that. And uh, and that was uh, something that uh, was completely rejected by the governor at least three times in the newspaper uh, uh, or in the or, or in the media. So. That was my experience in 2019, but at that particular time, uh, I found out uh, some other people that were saying, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, because the conversation that I had with the media um, forced a lot of people to have conversations, a lot of people in leadership. So the speaker at the time was uh, starting to talk about his doubts uh, about the death penalty and so forth. So I started going down that that route, and um, um, and and. And so it subsided somewhat in 2020, because as you know, in 2020 it was all about the shutdowns, the lockdowns, and the and the other, um, you know, the other things that have brought great human tragedy and consequences to the state of Ohio.
1: Well, let's take a look at uh, the crime rate, uh, and in fact, paralleling the suspension, for all intents purposes, the suspension of the death penalty, which is the ultimate uh... uh... you know death penalty is the ultimate rule of law of a civil society no one likes it it's a very unpleasant subject without question right. i've already expressed my sentiment that i don't believe that anyone based upon circumstantial evidence or just uh... or just a, a couple of witnesses should ever be uh... sentenced to death but when it's without a shadow of doubt when there's photographic and dna evidence that links uh... that person and was without question without a doubt uh, and after appeal after appeal, uh, that person should face the ultimate in, in the uh, uh, justice of law. But uh, again, an unpleasant subject. But the, f- the fact of the matter is, we, we talk about what, what, what will happen if you do away with it. Well, for all intents and purposes, we have done away with it. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at Columbus, the city that hosts our state government. In 2018, there was 115 murders in the city of Columbus in 2018. In 2019, there was 104 murders. But in 2020, there was 175 murders. And in 2021, there was over 200 murders. It is now the capital, uh, murder capital of Ohio, Columbus, the city of Columbus. And again, this is where our state government is hosted. Also, the, you know, the governor... Uh, has suspended the, uh, the death penalty. And, of course, what has also happened in the city of Columbus is you have a very liberal uh, approach to law and order, where you have a governor, uh, excuse me, a mayor who's very liberal, a, a city prosecutor, and now a county prosecutor who's backed by George Soros, who is releasing people on bail. They are taking a very weak approach to crime uh, and punishment of crime, Uh, The the police are leaving the force all across our state. I just talked to an officer at our church on Sunday, and he said, Chris, the young guys, lots of young guys are leaving. He said they don't feel as if uh, they're being backed up. They don't believe as as if they're being supported, and crime is just getting out of control. You know, Scott, we got a bad way in this state, and folks are just beginning to wake up, and we're going to wake some folks up. That's why we're having this program today. But if you look at those numbers alone, we have to make sure that we have a death penalty in the state to let cr- those criminals know that you will face the ultimate judge- judgment. Again, Genesis 9-6, if you take a life, your life will be taken by way of uh, the process of a law uh, in a civil government. Your thoughts?
0: No, no, I agree. So so two things. One is is, is the push is, is happening in the political world, and I think it's happening... Um, And sometimes I think that they're trying to use biblical text and or moralistic, moral moral relevancy. Um, as a basis. And so so one of the things that you see is, you know, you've got bail reform laws that are being introduced. You have the idea that people <clears throat> out in California right now, you can still up to $900 worth before anybody's going to prosecute you. So what, what are they doing? They're making sure that small businesses are going out of business, right? All of them are, are leaving, and they can't be in these towns when this happens. But ultimately, when you're talking about the death penalty, and I'll tell you one little quick story I had. Uh, when, when this came up in 2019, I was at the gym, I was leaving the gym, and a a college kid came out and approached me and said, hey, I know who you are, and I know the position you took on the death penalty, and I just want to tell you I I don't agree with it. Uh, I proceeded to tell him about a death that happened in our county uh, years ago uh, where an individual actually had uh, absconded, a 13-year-old girl, uh, abducted her, uh, raped her, uh, tortured her, and uh, dismembered her, uh, and then had the audacity or the the, the wherewithal that – late in the morning, uh, went to a car wash to, to wash out the back of the Jeep um, and deposited uh, parts of her all over. I said that to him, and he looked at me, and he said, well, maybe in certain cases. See, the point is is people really aren't thinking through this. Um, I don't think enough, because if you do have sanctity, if you do have care about that 13-year-old girl, you are going to want to push something like this forward, because that is a um, that is something that is is uh, uh, of this of the state's interest of the people's interest in the state. And so th- there's all sorts of arguments that they're making uh, but that that would be the main thing and then they go to the moral moralistic argument. so my, my, my statement to that is you know you have this well conservatives don't believe uh, in big government should have this power. well so so I, I understand that that idea and that, that simple uh, exchange of thoughts, but the bottom line is is if, if we are doing, uh, due process, and if you reform it so that we know that it's not circumstantial evidence, we have, we have the reality of a heinous crime that I had just described to you, um, number one, people say, well, that, if that's the case, then, then maybe, maybe I'm for it in in very strict, uh, in very strict sense. Well, then, then, then you're not against the death penalty. You're just for the reform of the death penalty. Right. I think that's what most people are. So, you know, when I have conversations about this, that's what I'm finding out that most people are there. But, but the bottom line is, is you have this idea that somehow, um, that somehow government, when when it goes through the process, is not going to get it right. And sometimes, you know, we, we feel uh, that that could be the case. You have to have reform. I'm fine with reform. But you, you you if your bottom line is to get rid of the death penalty, I think you're cheapening life right off the bat. And I think that's what we need to continue to push for.
1: Well, again, there's legislation, both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate, and they unfortunately have co-sponsors of both Democrats and Republicans. And, folks, we need to let our voices heard. And we're going to get you the numbers on those bills and a call to action in our next program. But I want to give to you a snapshot poll that we conducted at the Ohio Christian Alliance of our membership by way of email. And we just uh, opened this up for a few hours and allowed people to respond. Of the 238 people that looked at the survey, 110 actually filled out the survey, and the question was this. Capital punishment for certain crimes, such as first-degree murder. The answers could have been support, oppose, or undecide. The support votes were 89% in favor of the death penalty, 7% opposed, and 3% were undivided. Undivided. And again, this was uh, adult men and women and registered voters. So, Scott, I believe, and we're going to take a much larger poll, uh, we're going to do it statewide— Uh, a larger sampling. But this is actually, I wanted to know where our folks stood, okay? Has there been a change in their minds about this? And there certainly has not. Uh, We survey every uh, two years the state representatives, state senate, those running for statewide office, uh, this year we'll be doing the same thing, sending out our survey, and that's a direct question from the survey. We're also going to talk about the effort to legalize marijuana, how we're opposed to that. We're going to give the poll results on that. We're going to be talking about a major push to push back against this effort to legalize recreational marijuana. It's the last thing this state needs. It's it's always been a gateway drug. It continues to be a gateway drug, and we just don't need that uh In this state, like they have had disastrously, in other states like California and in Denver, uh, in in Colorado, we're going to get some of those people on the radio program to actually talk about what has happened since they've legalized marijuana in those two states. However, back to the death penalty. So the people really want the death penalty, especially at a time when we just saw, uh, in the last 18 months, uh, in 2020, in the summer of 2020, we saw... The streets of America burning in 200 cities of rioting, looting, and anarchy and destruction. And these, some of these cities, will never return to their former glory. And I mean, this is the stru- wanton destruction of life, limb, and property. People were murdered, and this is at a time when, uh, with that as the backdrop, people were thinking about getting rid of the death penalty in the state and lessening uh, penalties for crimes. I mean, Scott, I can't believe what's going on here. What, what's your thoughts?
0: Well, no, and I think you're absolutely right, I think that's why the death penalty, uh, after the the summer of of uh, of, of riots and pillaging cities uh, by a lot of, I think, a Democrat affiliated groups, in my opinion, um, you know, I think that people are not as as vocal about this. But what I think is important that I think your organization has to do is is get people is is get uh, people running for office on. On, on uh, the statement on the death penalty. Okay? Are you, are you in favor? Are you against it? Are you in favor, of course, with reforms, uh, or, or are you against it under all circumstances? You can have different things, but I think it's going to be very important uh, for people to know where their leaders or the representatives or those who uh, want to serve them, where they stand when they go to the State House, because it's going to be a major issue, and there will be a push, and they might try to do it quietly, uh, but we have to know where people are going to stand on this issue.
1: Absolutely. And that- that's what we're going to do in the ohio christian alliance voter guide is we survey all candidates running for uh the ohio state house the ohio senate uh, running for Congress, running for statewide office, and asking them where they stand on this issue. And folks, we're not Johnny-come-lightly. We've been doing this for a while. And that's been a long-standing question in our surveys, and it's going to be featured in the Voter Guide. So Scott, just taking uh, your suggestion there, absolutely, and especially since there is this biggest push that we've had in some time to do away with Ohio's death penalty, and we think it would be disastrous when it comes to rule of law and and our civil society and protecting the innocent in this state. It would be a disastrous move. So folks, we're going to get you more information. You can visit our website at OhioCA.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance, and we'll be talking about this more. Scott, thanks for coming on the program today. Uh, Tell us how people can reach you and uh, follow your work at the Statehouse.
0: Well, they can follow me. Uh, I'm on uh, Getter and Twitter, both under uh, Scott Wiggum, if they look, put that on. Uh, they can also go to my website, uh, scottwiggum.com. Uh, and if they want to, they can go to the Ohio House uh, website that I have, too, which does uh, constant updates of some of the bills that we're working on. So,
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Scott Wiggum, uh, State Representative. And uh, what's your new district's number now?
0: My new new district number is uh, 78, but it's still uh, Wayne County, Ohio.
1: Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Hey, thank you. Thank you for, for having me.
1: All right. Well, again, this is a very serious issue that we're talking about, obviously Ohio's death penalty, and I'm just going to give you the numbers again. During the DeWine administration, there has been no executions as Governor DeWine has all but suspended the death penalty in Ohio. This has not been by way of legislative action. This has not been uh, done by way of uh, the legislature. This is the governor basically uh, implementing his own policy of no executions. That's not what Ohioans want. Uh, his previous predecessors under John Kasich and under Ted Strickland, uh, a, a Democrat, they carried out and allowed the, the a rule of law to take place and what the will of the people was, and uh, bringing justice against those who violated against the innocent. Now you're listening to News and Focus, a broadcast of the Ohio Christian Alliance, and we're glad that you joined us today. And uh, if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at OhioCA.org. Thanks for listening.